Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how hoarders' brains see their belongings, how dolphins can consciously lower their heart rates, and what came before the Big Bang. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Have you ever wondered why excessive hoarding happens? Well, people with hoarding disorder have an uncontrollable urge to accumulate possessions, and they experience mental anguish at the thought of parting with them. And that might sound like obsessive compulsive disorder, or OCD, and until about 10 years ago, that's what psychiatrists thought too. But in 2012, a brain imaging study showed just how different this disorder really is. And on the bright side, that paves the way for new treatments. The study included about 100 participants. Roughly a third were diagnosed with hoarding disorder, another third had OCD, and the final third were normal controls. The participants brought a few pieces of their junk mail to the lab with the assurance that they would get it back at the end of the experiment. Their mail was labeled yours and shuffled in with junk mail from the lab that was labeled ours. The participants went in a brain scanner and then had to decide whether to keep or shred each piece of mail. Now, unsurprisingly, the people with hoarding disorder chose to keep more of their own mail than the other two groups. But it was the activity in their brains that fascinated the researchers. The anterior cingulate cortex is a region associated with decision-making, especially in times of uncertainty, and it was more active than the other groups. Same with the emotion monitoring center, known as the insula. This suggests that when someone with hoarding disorder has to decide whether to get rid of a possession, they obsess on the uncertainty and experience heightened emotions surrounding the decision. At the same time, those same brain regions showed unusually low activity when the hoarders considered stuff that wasn't theirs. And that might explain why patients with hoarding disorder also tend to have trouble staying motivated and making good decisions. It's easy to dismiss a newly classified disorder as giving in to a fad or just playing semantics, but that's just not the case. This research shows that people with hoarding disorder aren't slobs or over-enthusiastic collectors. They're people who have difficulty with the decision to get rid of things. And this new classification also makes it easier for them to get effective treatments. Treatments that usually help people with OCD haven't worked on those with hoarding disorder, and identifying it as its own illness could open the door to new approaches. Knowledge leads to understanding, and understanding leads to compassion, which is something everybody needs, no matter what your condition is. We've known for a while that marine mammals lower their heart rates when they swim underwater. But new research suggests that, in dolphins at least, this isn't just a reflex. These animals can consciously control their heart rates. This research involved three dolphins who live at Siegfried and Roy's Secret Garden Dolphin Habitat in Las Vegas. The dolphins' handlers trained them to hold their breath for various lengths of time and used special equipment to measure their heart rates in the process. The results were pretty impressive. The longer each dolphin knew it needed to hold its breath, the more it reduced its heart rate. These results suggest that dolphins probably have more control over their heart rates than humans do. It seems like they control their heartbeat as easily as humans can control their breathing rhythm. So why would evolution have endowed dolphins with this very cool ability? Well, the researchers point to two reasons. The first one is pretty obvious. A lower heart rate lets them conserve oxygen and make longer, deeper dives. 
The second reason will be familiar if you've ever scuba dived. It helps them avoid decompression sickness, also known as the bends. You see, the air you breathe is a mixture of different gases. There's oxygen and carbon dioxide, but also a whole lot of nitrogen. As a diver goes deeper, the pressure in their lungs gets higher, which can make some of the nitrogen gas in the lungs dissolve into the blood. When the diver swims back up to the surface, that dissolved nitrogen turns back into gas. And if they surface too quickly, it forms bubbles in the blood that can cause life-threatening symptoms. So how do dolphins avoid the same fate? Their ability to deliberately regulate their heart rate might be part of the answer. It's possible that it helps them manipulate which blood goes to the lungs and other tissues and prevent that dissolved nitrogen from doing damage. But there is something that does cause dolphins to get the bends. Sudden, loud noises. Think blasts from undersea oil exploration. That can make it pretty hard to keep their heart rate slow, and a spike in heart rate can lead to decompression sickness. But the researchers say there's an easy solution. Slowly raising noise levels over time should make it easier for dolphins to maintain their heart rate when they have to put up with an underwater racket. Just nobody better give a dolphin a polygraph test. That's all I know. I get it because you measure their heart rate. Yeah, be like, Flipper, are you really faster than lightning? And Flipper's heart rate is just, you know. Yeah, he's like, not only am I faster than lightning, but no one you see is smarter than me. Low heart rate. Just just absolutely, you know, Flipper might have anxiety and, and low self-esteem, but but boy, that confidence, you believe it because of that heart rate. Maybe he's flipping not only his body, but his heart rate. Whoa. Whoa. You'll never watch Flipper the same way again. And you probably haven't thought about that TV show from the 1960s <laughs> in about 50 years. We're not afraid of asking the big questions here on Curiosity Daily. And that includes the origins of the entire universe. It's been a while since we talked about the Big Bang, so we remastered this classic clip from 2018. What came before the Big Bang? Scientists have theories, and today we'll talk about some of them. Quick reminder, though, that in scientific terms, a theory is the most bulletproof idea you can present. It's been tested and generally accepted by the scientific community. So just because it's called the Big Bang Theory doesn't mean it's just a theory. It's pretty much the scientific consensus. Yes. The Big Bang Theory says that our universe began as a point of infinite gravity and density called a singularity. Then, in a trillionth of a trillionth of a trillionth of a second, it exploded outward, doubling and redoubling and redoubling in size at a rate faster than the speed of light in a phenomenon physicists call inflation. And yeah, usually nothing can go faster than the speed of light, but this is an expansion of space itself, so it gets to bend the rules. Okay, but what happened before the Big Bang? Here are a few of science's answers. First is an idea called the Big Bounce. This says that maybe an earlier universe collapsed into the singularity that started our own. That one would require some new physics to make sense, but it's still out there. The next idea is called the inflation hypothesis. This says that fluctuations in a so-called inflaton field led to a huge swell of energy in one patch of the field, which made it expand incredibly quickly. That exponential growth spurt would leave evidence behind in the form of primordial gravitational waves. Not the big ones discovered by LIGO in 2015, but tiny imprints in the cosmic microwave background that other projects have been searching for. We may not have found evidence for this one yet, but most cosmologists think it does the best job of explaining the universe's low entropy, along with a few other cosmic quirks. 
And one other idea is that we're just one universe in the multiverse. This idea is an offshoot of the inflation hypothesis. And it says that the elements that lead to inflation also lead to the creation of a bunch of smaller, low-entropy universes. Unfortunately, all those universes would be closed off from one another, so we'd never be able to detect them. That's unsatisfying to some scientists for obvious reasons. There's a lot of work being done on figuring out what happened before the Big Bang. Bazinga! All right, well, let's recap today's takeaways. Starting with the fact that hoarding disorder is different than OCD. Specifically, when people with hoarding disorder have to think about getting rid of something, they tend to obsess over the uncertainty and feel a spike in emotions related to the decision. Fortunately, by figuring this out, researchers can now look for new ways to treat it. We also learned that dolphins can consciously lower their heart rate. Researchers think they probably evolved that ability so they can dive deeper when they want to without getting the bends. Dolphins are cool. Cody, I bet you didn't know this. And I hope this isn't one of my security questions somewhere out on the internet. But you know what my elementary school mascot was? Dolphins? Yeah, the freshwater dolphins, which makes no sense! (laughs) (laughs) I think there's like one species of freshwater dolphin in the world. (laughs) And it definitely didn't look like our mascot. Uh, There are river dolphins. There are five extant species of river dolphins. All right, five. All right. What do they look like? They look really ugly. They're pink. It's so weird. Ugh. Yeah, no (laughs) thanks. Yeah, at first I thought you were spouting nonsense. Uh Yeah, no, you would never do that. Otherwise, I would flip out. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't just blowholing hot air. Weird. (laughs) We also learned that we're not exactly sure what happened before the Big Bang, but scientists have a few ideas. The big bounce and the inflation hypothesis are fun to think about, but we need to either find evidence or figure out some new physics before we can really know if those are, you know, what happened. Still kind of fun to think about. So fun to think about. I didn't know this term when we first did this story, but there's this thing called cosmic vertigo, where when you think about all of time and space and how big and old everything is, you kind of start to feel like... You're insignificant and you can't really hold it all in your brain. I love that feeling. I do not love that feeling. The last time I went to the Adler Planetarium here in Chicago, there's one part where it shows, you know, a lot of universe with a lot of black space and a bunch of stars and the little dot thing. And it's talking about the history of the universe and the beginning of it and all that. And I'm just like, no, dude, no, not okay with that. I don't need that in my life. I remember the first time I had that feeling was in ninth grade science class when my science teacher played us Powers of Ten. Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's on YouTube. You got to check it out. It will boggle your brain. Powers of Ten. Yeah, it starts out with some people having a picnic and then it zooms out and it zooms out and it zooms out and it's like past Earth and the moon and the solar system and our galaxy and it just zooms out and out and then it zooms back in into her skin and like all the tiny 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 things that make up our bodies it's so cool we will put a link to that in the show notes we certainly will today's stories were written by ashley hammer and grant curran and edited by ashley hammer who's the managing editor for curiosity daily script writing was by cody goff and sonia hodgen today's episode was produced and edited by cody goff we may not be dolphins but you can still join us again tomorrow to hear our podcast 
I get it. Because dolphins travel in pods. Yep. To learn something new and hopefully not hear any jokes that awful in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious.